again, gonna wake up the downstairs neighbors. He looks like Jerry Rice out there. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Final Quarter Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Phil Bradford, here as always with my co-host, Hank Pulaski. Hank, how are you on this fine, fine day? I'm doing great, Phil. I just want to say hello to all the folk out there in America, and, and, and just, uh, this is a good day for football, isn't it? Isn't it, Phil? It's a great day for football. It's a football. great day. The it's sun is shining. Beautiful. There's not much wind. Just really, it's a kicker's wet dream out there, I think. Uh, yeah, I know. The wind is just great, and the, the sun is shining, and there is football in the air. It is football season, America. Get ready for football in your face. Well, I think we, uh, we got to talk about the big news from the other night. Tom Brady and the New England Patriots just steamrolled all over Ben Worthless Turter and the Pittsburgh Steelers. God, what a game it was to watch a man who blatantly spat in the face of the National Football League to come out there and just sodomize one of their leading quarterbacks and just and also to laugh in the face of God and the laws of man. It was just it was it was a performance for the ages, and I've got to give it up to Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and their fabulous uh, headphone wrecking shit eating game. You bring up a good point. We uh, we didn't even get into the first half of the first game of the season without already some more New England controversy. They draw controversy to them the way that Johnny Manziel drives hookers to his dick. It's just it's magnetic. And it's on all the time. It's it's become the state of the NFL where I just feel that lawyers should become part of the sideline. Like, you've got doctors and coaches and the players on the sideline. They need a full law firm on each side. I nominate Ben Jarvis Green Ellis to actually become a law firm. Are you suggesting we replace the cheerleading staff with lawyers? Hell no. Those girls are smart. They could be the lawyers. Let them go to school and they can shake their titties in my face. I mean, in the face of the... Opposition, I mean, on Johnny Manziel. I don't. Yeah, I agree. I'm just gonna say you got a good call there, Phil. <laughs> great, great input as always, Hank. Glad to have you with me this year. It's gonna be an exciting year for football, and I, I think we really got to talk about Chip Kelly's Eagles here. I mean, the guy is uh, a revolutionary uh, uh, coach in the sport. And uh, what do you think their chances are this year, Phil? I mean, do you think they got any hope, any hope at all, of finally making Philadelphia a less shitty town than it already is? I'll be honest with you, I don't think that there's enough miracles in God's magic bag to make Philadelphia a less shitty town, but I think they've got an outside chance for a wild card spot. I agree. Playing in the division they're in, anybody that's playing with the Washington racists is definitely going to get a chance to get into the uh, playoffs. Pretty sure they're going to be able to beat the crap out of those poor Indian fellas over and over again. I can't stress enough how offensive that last few sentences probably was to our listeners, so... Sorry again, folks. You're welcome. I, I mean, uh, I, is that bad? I don't know. I tell you, back in the 70s, when I was playing with Art Shell and those other fellas, 
from the the, the with the the what are they the, what's the nomenclature now uh, black black fellas in the seventies oh my goodness we were just good friends you know we all do coke together it was fine you right before a game we do a ton of coke and we go out on the field and we just we just win games doesn't matter the color of your skin. But I do think Redskins is offensive as hell, and I'm a racist, so, you know, that's bad. Should change the name. I'm sure they'll get right on that now that you've weighed in, Hank. Of course they will, Phil. That's just how the kind of kind of pull and brotherly love we've got here in this wonderful season of football that we continue. Uh, who else is on your watch list, Phil? Who's, who are you excited to see this year go out there and catch some balls in the face? You know, i got to tell you, I think that this is going to be the year of Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts. I really think they stand a good chance. He's a strong, bearded young man that looks like he could probably overpower a younger twink and throw him to the ground and really have his way with him. So I think the Houston Texans, who are basically a team full of such players, are going to be really screwed. That is a very good point. Now, this week, they actually are going up against the Buffalo Bills, who have had some, some key changes there in coaching staff. How do you think the Bills are going to do this year, Hank? Well, with a coach who's a foot fetishist, I think they've really got a chance to sneak in there and get some good licks in while people aren't looking. And uh, I, I think it's not—I think it's going to be close. The Bills got a hell of a defense, but Andrew Luck, as you mentioned, is a strong, bearded mountain man uh, who also plays quarterback. And I believe they're going to fall right into his trap of, of genius playmaking. I got to call that one for the Colts. Close, though. It'll be closer than people think, I think. I've got to agree with you on the outcome, but I think it's going to be a bit of a blowout. The, the underrated defense of the Bills. They're a damn good defensive team, and the foot fetish fellow, man, he knows how to play defense. He's really good at that. I'm interested to know what you think is going to happen with our uh, Clash of the Titans of the Cleveland Browns when they travel to New York to visit the Jets. Those teams are actually playing in the first week. of. The, oh, my God. Does anyone actually care outside of Cleveland or New Jersey? I don't think they no? do, okay, Hank. I, I really don't think they do. Well, I imagine that Manziel kid might get a shot. Is he the, I think he's the starting quarterback. That'll be interesting to see. The Jets, meanwhile, are a giant waste of space and could probably bulldoze their stadium to make another airport, and people would not notice. I, I will call that one for uh, Cleveland, though. I, uh, I think you're right on the nobody caring factor. I'm going to go with the Jets, though. I think the Jets are going to pull that one out, and they're going to get their one win for the season right out of the way. You know, the, the little Mick kid they got at quarterback is pretty good. Fitzhatrick, Fitz, what's his name? He's underrated is what I'm saying, and as long as he's not drunk out there come Sunday morning, I think they've got a shot for sure. I, I don't think it'll be a blowout. It'll be a close game, but Cleveland's got that Manziel kid, and if he does enough blow before the game, there's going to be trouble out there. Fair enough. Now, before we leave the uh, the land of really, this is a matchup, we're going to visit the Carolina Panthers as they travel to Jacksonville and take on the mighty mm. Jaguars. Who do you like in that scenario, Hank? Uh, well, I really uh, I got to go with, uh, with uh, the Panthers still because their defense is Class A. And, and the Jacksonville Jaguars, I still don't have proof they aren't just putting homeless people on the field and letting people tackle them. I, <laughs> uh, their quarterback is named Bortles, and I'm really looking forward to his kids' show, Bortles Chortles, which I hope to God happens. Uh, and uh, I got to call that one for uh, for Carolina all the way. I think Cam Newton, by the way, is going to be a terrible quarterback this year. He has no one to throw to outside of Greg Olson. And I'm pretty sure people are just going to cover Greg Olson and, and sack the crap out of Cam Newton. So it's going to be a rough time for, for Cam. I think it'll be, again, closer than people think. But uh, I do think Carolina is going to pull away with that one. I think you're right. 
and I'm going to go with Carolina as well. I'm going to go ahead and take the pick on this next one here, Hank. And we've got Miami Dolphins at the Washington Racists. And I'm going to go ahead mm, and take racist. the Dolphins on this one. I think they're going to win on the road in game one. What do you think? I think that uh, currently Indian spirits are infesting the locker room of Washington and uh, causing all sorts of havoc a la the great movie Poltergeist. I believe that is what's currently happening in Washington, and that's why they've chosen to start Kirk Cousins, a quarterback, a man who throws more interceptions than Jay Cutler, and that's saying something. Uh, so I, I really do feel that, uh, yeah, the Dolphins are going to just absolutely crap all over the Redskins' racist team. I think you're right there, and I, I you bring up a, a wonderful point, and that takes us to our next key matchup of the week. The Green Bay Packers are storming into Chicago to take on the Mighty Bears. Do you want me to call this one first, or do you want to call it, Phil? Because I've got feelings, and I bet you do too, about uh, your mighty city of Chicago and its chances in this game. Well, it is no secret that I am a little biased towards the Chicago Bears since they are the greatest team in all of the National Football League. So I'm going to go on record as saying that while everyone including the staff and roster of the Chicago Bears, believes the Green Bay Packers are going to win. I think we're going to see some miracle magic in Chicago, and somehow the Chicago Bears are going to come out on top this week. I just I want to break it before I make my pick. I want to say how great would it have been if Andrew Luck, the world's premier bear, had been a bear. That would be great. Just fantastic. And I think it would have really done well. So, Maybe they can trade, like, everyone on their team for him or, like, a lot of really good stakes or most of the Cubs. I don't know. Trade him for <laughs> for uh, luck. But anyway, uh, I think it's going to be the Packers. Uh, I'm just – I'm sorry. I'd, uh, nope. Not even on – it's going to be a hard, cold year for Bears fans, I feel. And I, I'm sorry to say it. I really am. The city of Chicago has faced enough shittiness without having to deal with the Chicago Bears not being awesome. But uh, Alshon Jeffries barely standing – at least Jay Cutler with Eddie Royal to throw to and Martellus Bennett. And uh, if he can't throw completions to his own team with Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall, I don't like his chances with just the O's other two fellas. So uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I'll go with Packers on that one. Is it going to be a close one? No. <laughs> no, I'm sorry to say that uh, I'm pretty sure Soldier Field's going to be empty by halftime. And we'll see. You come, you come back, you come back next week. You come back next week, Phil. And if I'm wrong, I'm buying you a steak, Chicago Porterhouse. That's what you're getting if the Bears win this one. Which, hey, miracle. It'll take a miracle though. It'll be an early Christmas miracle in Chicago. Moving on from one of my favorite teams to one of yours, the Seattle Seahawks are rolling into St. Louis to take on the Rams. Who do you like in that one, Hank? You know the thing I love about Seattle is the way we just don't give a shit about rules or kindness or goodness or just general humanity. We just like to shit on the field and dirk our way around and then wander off like a bunch of, well, I'll even say it, mentally handicapped seagulls. That's what we are. Uh, we're a great team, and our great team is just we're going to absolutely crush whatever team we play this year. So I say Seahawks win it because no one can stop the future rapist that is Russell Wilson. Some strong words there, Hank. I believe in the Seahawks. How's your scotch? It's good. <laughs> Filled with Pete Carroll cheating ice cubes. Very nice. Now, we move on to another game that, I'll be honest, is kind of a toss-up for me. I feel like both of these teams could have a semi-marginal year this year. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Houston Texans. What are your thoughts on that there, Hank? 
The Chiefs are a lot like my current erections. Only half mass and sometimes effective, but only when they've been drinking. So I really feel like Kansas City's got a shot here, uh, particularly since the Texans have trotted out Brian Hoyer as quarterback. Now, they've got a good defense, but I feel like no one can stop the walking giant ham sandwich that is Andy Reid, the coach of the Chiefs. Uh, his mustache is very on point this year, and that is essential in winning games. So I think the Chiefs are going to take it, and the Andy Reid's mustache will be the X factor. Some wonderful insights coming your way, folks, from Hank Pulaski here. Now, this next one could also go either way. We've got two quarterbacks that have been hailed as great at the position but have really, in my opinion, failed to come through in the big game or in the big picture even. We already talked about Jay Cutler. Who are we talking about now? We're talking about Matt Stafford and the Detroit Lions taking on the San Diego oh. Chargers. Yeah, uh, well, this is a tough one. Do you pick the frozen balls from the north or do you pick the sweaty, crabby balls from the south? Uh, I think I got Where's the home game? Are they play, where are they playing Sandy against San Diego? This one. San Diego. I feel like as great and underrated and sad of a quarterback as Matt Stafford is, Phillip Rivers is slightly more better rated at being underrated, and I think he carries his team to a mild victory here. Also, Detroit has no one that can stop the pass, and I mean no one, and they let all their good pass rushers walk in the offseason, so I'm pretty sure this one's a bloodbath, and uh, San Diego's going to take it. Fair enough. We move on now to what I like to call the retirement home for Super Bowl champions when the New Orleans Saints go into Arizona to face the Cardinals. Who do you like in that one? Wow, that's a tough one. Uh, oh. I I got to give it to the Saints, but not by much. Uh, I'll give, mostly because they're named the Saints, and I think Jesus is on their side. So, And Cardinals are the devil's bird, so I don't think they've got a chance against uh, Jesus' team. So, yeah. I'm actually going to go against you on this one, Hank. I think the Cardinals are going to pull it out. I just think that they actually are going to have a better year this year than most people give them credit for. I see them at least getting into the wild card position this year. Uh, they'll be in a position, uh, a receiving position, I guarantee you, much as you will be in the bowels of hell for choosing Satan's bird. So uh, fair enough. We'll see who uh, who is correct on that. All will be praised. Speaking of birds, we're going to fly on down as the Baltimore Ravens take on the Denver Broncos in Mile High Stadium. Who do you like there? You think Peyton Manning's got another season left in the tank? I think that much like my penis, he has at least half a season left in him. Most teams are I stack up against my penis. It worked very well when I was in my time in the NFL. I was going to say, it seems like you've got quite the, uh, quite the system here. It is. It's a system of uh, of of blood flow and um, and skin tautness that is is truly amazing. And I think Peyton Manning is still tumescent with football rage, and he is just gonna spatter all over that poor Ravens team. And I think they'll be left wet and hungry outside the steps of Mile High Stadium after Peyton Manning has finished his wild night and he'll probably throw some money on them as he walks out much like i did the prostitute that i left at my hotel room door this morning i hate to tell you this that wasn't money you dropped coupons on her face there hank oh i was gonna use those the black angus ones shit yeah needed my black angus we're gonna coupons. step away from the the regular season games here and take uh, take a journey into what I can only assume is an NFL team visiting inner city youths as the Cincinnati Bengals go to Oakland to take on the Raiders. Well, uh, yeah, they, you pretty much accurately called it there. Uh, 
The Bengals are a tiger. Uh, they are actual tigers. Not a lot of people know that. They are tigers dressed in the skin of humans that uh, have been allowed to play football. And uh, I really think they've that. Uh, I mean, Jeremy Hill, that's a made-up name. That's not a real name. I don't think those poor inner-city kids have a prayer against a team full of nature's wildest predators. I'm sure it'll just be blood and guts everywhere. Uh, but also, the Raiders can't beat shit. I have to agree with you. I think the last time the Raiders beat anything, it was probably their victims. Moving on to Tampa Bay, the Tennessee Titans are going to roll into town and take on those mighty pirates. I'm going to put my pick in here and say I've got to give a little hope to the Titans. I think they've got that Marcus Mariota going in there, and they're going to have to destroy Lovey Smith's new team that is not the Bears. Well, Lovey Smith, uh, his name starts with love, and I feel like that's all you need to win a football game is what the Beatles sing. And I really feel like that's going to put the Buccaneers over the top there. Also, uh... In a duel between baby quarterbacks, I feel like Jameis Winston's going to crap his diaper slightly less than Marcus Mariota, and I say that as a fan of the Ducks. So I think it'll be an exciting game that will actually be very unexciting because it'll be full of interceptions and rookie mistakes. But uh, I think uh, love wins in the end, so Buccaneers for me. All right, well, we're going to agree to disagree on that one, and uh, what do you get when you win this one? My coupon's back. All right, we'll see what we can do. Although I don't think it's going to happen because I still think the Tennessee Titans are going to walk away victorious. Moving on, though, to Sunday night's game, we've got what's got to be classified as America's game that people probably just don't care as much about when the New York Giants travel to Dallas to take on Tony Homo and the Cowboys. Your thoughts, Hank? My thoughts are that uh, Eli Manning is an incredibly underrated young man. Uh, he uh, loves to throw the ball just all over the field to his team, other teams, the fans. He's a really exciting player. And uh, he's got a great core of receivers this year and that Otto Beckham Jr. kid. I don't know how you say his name. I think he's from the Middle East, uh, Otto Beckham Jr. I think Otto Beckinger is going to be the X Factor that Des Bryant isn't. Uh, is he like a defensive lesbian or something, Des Bryant? That I, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, I have to ask I'm my sure, grandkids. I'm sure you're on the right track there, Hank. I'll ask my grandkids about it. They know about these things. One of them's uh, gay, so I'll, I'll ask her, see what she says. And in the game, you think the Giants are going to come out victorious? Oh, yeah. No, Otto Beckham Jr. is really going to take it to the Cowboys. And uh, as long as he refrains from uh, from uh, absolutely crushing them under his fleet-winged mercury feet, I think that there will be no chance for the Cowboys in this one. It's, it's Giants all the way. I'm going to go against you again. I think the Cowboys are actually going to pull it out. I think they're making it to the playoffs this year, if not the Super Bowl. I think they are uh, fielding a backfield of uh, of running backs that could kindly be classified as who? And uh, uh, good luck with that. Fair enough. Moving on to Monday night. Football. Monday night football. Ah. This week we've got two big games as the Eagles from Philadelphia take on the Falcons of Atlanta. Who do you like in that one, Hank? Well, once when I was, after, shortly after I retired, I took a, a fishing trip out west. And I, I landed just a gorgeous salmon, just a gorgeous salmon on the shores of a lake up in Montana. And, and an eagle flew down and grabbed it. 
and then a falcon came out of nowhere, and that eagle just beat the shit out of that falcon, and I think we're going to see that again, uh, except minus salmon, obviously. I mean, they won't. no one's going to put a salmon on the field and play with that. It's going to be played with a football, not a salmon. I just want that to be clear. But I, I think the result's going to be the same, that uh, the eagles are going to run away with this one, and the falcons are going to have to go back to their nest empty and lonely and listen to their babies shriek in hunger. I've got to agree with you. I think the Eagles are going to come away with this, and i got to say, can we put a vote in to get salmon in the field? Because that would just make the game great. Delicious as well. I think everyone could have a snack at halftime. It would be quite nice. Right. And the final game of the week sees the Minnesota Vikings taking on quite possibly the worst team in the NFL, the San Francisco 49ers. That's your old team there, Hank. How do you, how do you sure think they're going to fare? Uh, well, I'm not playing for them, so obviously they're going to fare not as well as they could. Uh, and my offer still stands to come back out of retirement at the age of 77 and play, but uh, they didn't return my phone calls. So uh, we'll see. I, you know, I, I think the only thing uh, worse than the 49ers defense after all of them did the same thing I did and retired to go salmon fishing has to be the Vikings defense. So I think it's going to be a high-scoring, high-octane game in which that kid that beat the crap out of his kid uh, is really going to run all over the field. And uh, I, I'm sure it'll be interesting. But I, I got to call it for the 49ers. I still think they've got it in them. Uh, they're my old team. But uh, it'll take a Christmas miracle. I think you're right. It's going to be one hell of a matchup. I honestly think, though, that we're going to see the Minnesota Vikings come away with this one. I think Adrian Peterson, he is playing angry this year after a very embarrassing year off, given his situation, and I think he's just looking to beat anybody he can this year. I, I'd have to agree with you. He's definitely got a, a a chip of wood on his shoulder that he's going to use to beat the crap out of the 49ers with uh, in a horrible manner and uh, probably bruise their balls or something. That's how I think it's going to go down. Such a great catchphrase we have there. Uh, that's how I think it's going to go down. I remember last year when you used that uh, during the Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao fight, and you said, I bet Floyd Mayweather's going to take some illegal substances right before the fight, and that's how that's going to go. And you were right, and here we are. Exciting world of sports cheating, and Tom Brady's goddamn... Well, Hank's starting to slip off the rails again, folks, so I think it's time for us to say goodbye. We want to thank you all for listening to this final quarter hour with the West Coast Neighbors. Again, I'm Phil Bradford, along with Hank Pulaski. Thanks for listening, everybody. Football! Football indeed. This has been a Dry Run production.